Hello and welcome to Herald Squared. We appreciate you here as always. Along with me is my father, former Speaker of the House, Bobby Harrell. Hey, Pop, how's it going? Hey, Dad. Hey, buddy. Good to be here. <laughs> I'm not dead. I mean, I'm a dad. You're a dad. I'm no, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm definitely not your daddy. I'm doing great, yeah. actually. Your mom's doing great. Everybody's doing great. How the grandkids? I like that. I like that segue to get away real yeah, quick. Yeah, from yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. How the grandkids? Yeah, everybody's good. good. Everybody's Excellent. good. Um, Excellent. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Actually, probably not a lot of Murdoch today, but. Uh, a lot of from Disney cruises to China to crypto to f- sports, as always. But before we get into it, let's, as we always say, this is not legal. Don't take anything we say as legal advice. Don't take anything we say as insurance advice. Don't take anything we say as investment advice. Because if you need insurance advice, call 843-766-9900, Harold Insurance. And if you need legal advice, call my office at 843-636-TREY. And as always, if you need tax advice, call my sister. All right. With that being said, let's let's just jump on right into uh, uh, the two matchups we have this weekend. The Cox are playing Auburn at South Carolina. Cox are... Um, Plus seven and a half, meaning Auburn is favored by seven and a half. As we always discuss, who's a good team or a great team? A good team wins. A great team covers the spread. Are the Gamecocks a good team or a great team this week? Um, I I think they'll be a great team. Okay, okay, but not a good team. I'm not sure about that. It's it's tough. You it's know, hard. This this thing with T.J. Finley coming in, everybody's like, oh, it's a backup quarterback. It's not that big a deal. You know, good for us. Well, this is the same guy that went 17 for 21 for 265 yards. Looked like Patrick Mahomes when he played for LSU against yeah, us well, we'll see last what year. Let's see what happens. Let's no. talk about Clemson. Oh, yeah. Yep. Clemson, who's playing the number 10 team in the nation, is favored by four and a half. God, that ACC is a strong conference, isn't it? I'll tell you what. They yeah. um, ranked 10th in the country playing at Clemson. That's a negative for them. But 10th in the country against a team that's lost several games and they're underdogs. And they're underdogs. Well, you know, they <laughs> Dabo's 12-0 and 0 against Wake and in the past three years have won by over 44.3 points. So, uh, yeah. Well, what you know, what can you what, what can you say? Um, it, looks, it looks on paper, except for this season, like it ought to be Clemson, but I, I don't know how you make a 10th-ranked team the underdog, but... Um, but all that said, I'm thinking that um, that Clemson will at least be a good, will at least be a great team, and probably be a good team. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying neither. I'm saying <laughs> okay. neither. There you go. Yeah, they're not. Gonna, they're going to be. They're going to be bad all around. They're going to be all not right. great and not good. So, all right. well, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Next so, week is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, next week. Yes, if you want an in-depth analysis of of what's going on, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to do a show that's basically Clemson, Carolina. It's going to be awesome. Get excited. Yep. So uh, yeah. Yep. So what you want to move on to next? Well, f- f- real quick on the sports basketball. South Carolina lost to Princeton already even, this year. I don't even want to talk about it. Beat UAB even... by three points. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about President Biden and his woes. Yeah. Yeah. He had a phone call with um, with the Chinese Premier Jing. I can't ever say his name. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, with him today, oh, uh, the other day, and um, and um, it, it a lot of things he talked about a lot of things he didn't bring up didn't bother to ask the question of about the china virus yeah um, didn't even bother to ask didn't even bother to ask it you that. know it, it the, they had a three and a half hour call that 
covered issues, at least what they're reporting, from climate change to the territorial claims in the South China Sea um, and Taiwan. And, you know, the White House has described the call as respectful, straightforward, and open. However, it's come out that she did say, whoever plays with fire will get burned. Now, I got a real issue with that. I have a huge issue with that. You know, the fact that we've got a president who, first off, tries to think everything's all fun and, and pretty and nice and great, and then gets pushed around by China is a major issue. And it's a major issue when it's a public thing, but if we've got the big stick to back it up, it's not that big a deal. At this point, I still believe, in my heart of hearts, we have the greatest military the world has ever known. There's no question about it. However, China is shooting space nukes. Okay? That's exactly what they're doing. Hypersonic space nukes. Space nukes. And Russia... Is testing them. Is, is testing them and is shooting satellites... That's right. ...out of the sky. I mean, Russia last, last week... or the, Russia confirmed on Tuesday that it had conducted a missile test targeting an old space satellite. The explosion was so great, and the debris field was so big from that, that our astronauts at the International Space Station, and now this is, and this has come from NBC News. I'm not quoting Fox News. I'm not quoting, I'm quoting their, their stuff. Right, right. right. Um, said that they had to take cover because of the debris going by. And, and into their respective spacecraft um, as lifeboats, potentially. Yeah, that's potentially. what I said. I mean, think about that. Yeah, that, that is, that's scary. We're just, we're just letting Russia and China just do whatever they want. Yeah, and back to China. I mean, China has tested hundreds of hypersonic missiles over the last few years. You know how many the United States has tested? How many? Nine. 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 While Russia's tested hundreds. We, I mean, while China's tested hundreds. We are way behind China. We are way behind Russia. Um, you know, this isn't totally on this administration, mostly because this administration's in charge and they need to be having an uh, Operation Warp Speed type thing to fix it. But, um, but this, this, I mean, it, this has been over several years. So yeah. China's been doing this for several years. But the, but the time is now for President Biden to do something about it. And what do we hear about it? Crickets. Nothing. Virtu Crickets. Virtually not. What we hear is that it's a, a Sputnik moment. We don't hear that out of Biden. Yeah. We hear that out of other people uh, talking about the problem. We need President Biden to step up and do something about these hypersonic missiles. We need to get up to speed. Well, we need a defense for them. And it's, it's, it is crazy that we're not already on that, and he hasn't already talked about it in a big way. I mean, the problem, the problem yeah. with, with us not bowing up and and being strong about it is not necessarily that we're not shooting the missiles off okay that that bothers me but the fact that we're not doing anything to kind of flex our muscles doesn't prevent their one belt road initiative from them pursuing that doesn't prevent them from making more territorial claims in the south china sea which is one of the biggest shipping channels in the world and if if we just let them do whatever they want and and in letting them do whatever they want, don't have a big stick to come back and say, hey, you need to stop that, then we're just in a world of of problems 
that that we might not be able to fix. And that's the problem. We can't get too far down the line without able to fix it. How how scary is it to realize that the president or premier of China was comfortable enough to be able to issue a warning slash threat to the United States direct to the president of the United States on that, the phone? That embarrasses me more it, than anything. It embarrasses me, yes. But, but um, I don't. Me. I think they would have been scared to do that with President they, Trump. They would never have done it with President right. Trump. And, you know, I don't think they would have done it with President Obama. I to totally be agree with that. With you. I don't, I they agree. definitely would have done it with Bush. You know who they would have done it with? Jimmy Carter. That's what we're dealing with right now. That, well, worse, but, actually, I yeah. think. But well, well Jimmy, Jimmy Carter had the mental capacity to do this. That's what I was going to say. Jimmy Carter without the mental capacity. Yeah. That's what we're and dealing Jimmy with. And Jimmy Carter also had a capable vice president that could help in and step in for mm -hmm. whatever you want to say about him. Whatever it was you want to say about Walter Mondale, he was a very intelligent, very... You know, he did. He was dumb enough to say, "I'm going to raise your taxes," while Reagan's saying no. But anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but it's it's this pure thing that it, that 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 we've got going on that is so scared. And 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 what do they do to respond? Kamala Harris fires her PR secretary, her press secretary. I mean, this is just this is just weak, and it's just a clown show, and it's just something that has to has to get fixed. And it's not the only problem in the world. Then you got the FTC um, with oh, Biden by, calling by, for the FTC well, investigation. Well, look, look that, that just goes to the lack of ability of President Biden. And, well, you know, first what it is. Now, first what it is. I'm getting there. I'm okay, getting there. Right, yeah, go ahead. I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. The, what we have seen, what occurred yesterday was, yesterday or day before yesterday, was President Biden decided to announce that the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, needs to investigate oil companies for price gouging because gas prices are raising at the rate there is. And he's alleging there's anti-consumer behavior between these two companies. And so, I mean, between these big companies and they're basically working, colluding to raise gas prices to a level that are hurting Americans. Now, you've said numerous times, you've made us talk on this show or had us talk on the show numerous times about the pipelines that shut down. And I kind of poo-pooed it. I was like, yeah, that's just him being a liberal. That's just him being crazy, trying to appease to those folks. But you've made such good points in bringing those up. The, the hypocrisy here is he closes the, the pipeline from Canada. Closes it. Yeah. He cuts off fracking on public lands in the United States. And that causes the supply to drop. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... I, we learned this. I don't remember. I learned this so long ago. I don't remember when it was that supply drops and demand stays up here. Prices go up. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> supply and demand. So that's he literally is, the first week of economics class. Really? So yeah. he cut the supply dramatically. Yeah. And then he and then and then prices went up. And now they're going. Whoa, y'all are price gouging. No, they're not. not what hap What's happened is, uh, are they taking advantage and trying to get as much as they can? This is a capitalist society. You doggone right, they are. Yeah. But what's driving this? Isn't their greed per se? What's driving this? What's drive? Yeah, oil companies. Yeah. What's driving this is the fact that the president cut off or cut down drastically the supply, and now their their future cabinet person's about to, is saying that she wants to uh, basically starve the oil companies to death and and put them out of business, yeah. bankruptcy them. I mean, of course gas prices are going up. It's crazy not for anybody not to be able to see why that is. I, I think that, that 
that this is a is a is a shot across the bow that really shows that the crazy libs are in charge. And the issue with that, and what I mean by that, is we're purely in a scenario where logic doesn't come into play. Because logically, just like you said, supply and demand is the factor. Supply and demand is what's at play here. And because they're not looking at that, logic just doesn't come into play. That's right. That's exactly what's going on. And so what they're deciding to do is they're deciding to weaponize the Federal Trade Commission and they're going to blame it on the, and I'm quoting, the billionaires. The millionaires, what they're always doing, what this administration is doing, let's take from the people who's earned it or worked for it, regardless of what factors we've put into play to cause this to happen, let's take away from folks who've earned it and redistribute it. There's because that's what this is set up to do. There's an entire philosophy going on. There's a goal to totally stra- change the structure of the United States government. That's what's going yeah. on right now. And hopefully in the midterms, we put the brakes on it. Um, if they pass the um, some of the crazy stuff they're trying to get done, uh, the bad news is even if we correct it at, in, after 22, uh, the president will be able to veto it, and then mm-hmm. he'll have a veto-proof majority for, for not letting it get taken out. So it's, it is a, um, it, it's, a, it's a scary path we're headed down moving from a society where people understand we take care of ourselves, government helps if we absolutely yeah. need help, to a society where government's job is to take care of us. And that is, to me, that is an incredibly scary thing that's going on. I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm looking at what you got in front of you right now. <laughs> I will tell you that the good news is the government and Joe Biden and the libs are the ones who are being illogical. The, the American people, from what you're saying, from the, what you're they showing see me, it. They the, see the it. American people and see they're it. Logical. The polling data is crazy bad for the president right now. I mean, I, we've got uh, polls that show uh, from. I mean, I, I love real clear politics. I don't mean to give them a shout out, except if you want to see a conglomeration of all the. If you polls see going numbers. On, yeah, if you're a numbers person like right, you are, and yeah. and not just one one pollster's opinion. Yeah. They basically list lots of them. They list. Uh, Quinnipiac, Fox News, Rasmutin, Politico, ABC, Gallup, NBC, USA Today, CNN. I mean, they, they list everybody right down the board. Uh, over the last um, couple of weeks, Biden's uh, approval number has ranged from a high of 46 down to a low of 36. And I even saw one poll that's not on this list that was 28. I love, I love, no, no, it's 38. I love looking at this list that, that, you know, there are biased even in polls. You can see it by this list, which is hilarious because the conservative ones have him in the 30s and the liberal ones have him in the 40s. It's still ridiculously low but at with, 45. With, but with one yeah. notable exception, and I don't mean to be touting Fox News' horn here, but look at this. Fox News has got the president at a 44% disapproval rating, where that's. The, the, there's, there's only a couple of polls have him higher than that. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting. Who all, USA Today's got him at 38. I mean, it's anyway that that's the direction of the country is worse. It's in the 20s and the 30s, um, and the um, his the, his position just to take an, one issue and 
as an example, to look at immigration, that's in the 20s and the 30s, and in the USA Today poll in the teens. That's ins- I mean, his that's, approval over that's, handling that. So it's just he is. Um, he the good news is what you just said it nails it. The people see it. Thank the Lord, the people see it, and they'll and, and I expect they'll correct it in um, in November 22, and then hopefully correct it again you know, in November 24. You know, here's. I tell you what's really interesting. I was thinking about this in the in the car before we before I came in here to tape. President Trump, whether you love him or hate him, really changed the scenario because what the Biden administration is doing is what I think a lot of other administrations did. Is in they just do what they they say one thing and just do what they want, and people didn't really call them on it. And Bush did it. Bush did Everybody, it. Clinton did it. All the presidents That's, do it. Yes, of course. But, but our, Trump our, was so... President Reagan with the Ryan Contra. I, I you, I all you. the presidents do it. Trump, for all his flaws, was very bombastic, bombastic and would talk and would be loud and obnoxious, and people would fact-check him. Right or wrong, they would fact-check. And I don't mean fact-check like Instagram fact-checkers that we know are garbage, but everybody would look at it and be like, no, you're right, yes, you're right, no, you're wrong, you know, all that stuff. And taking that standard that we got accustomed to over four years and applying it to the Biden administration and other administrations, it's really, it's, it's almost like there's this awakening in society that we're going to dig, we're going to fact check you, whatever you say. It's, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a lawyer. Like when in law school, we were always taught cite your source, cite your source, cite your every, you now have to cite your source when you do this stuff. And I just feel like that's what we're seeing because with those poll numbers dropping at the rates they're doing, people are calling them on it. I, I think what's happening with the poll numbers is that as much as the CNNs and the MSNBCs and all of those want to, uh, want don't want to do what you just said. The poll numbers are telling them the people are seeing through it. And at the end of the day, those networks are less about red and blue and more about green. Oh yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, they will figure it out and begin to. I think I pray they will begin to correct themselves. Not they won't come where we think they ought to be. But they're they're all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so the, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. But I'll tell you a company that. That talking about all about the Benjamins. I'll tell you a real major problem. And they just lost some Benjamins this they did. this week. From people about we know. Yeah, we're talking about Disney. Disney announced. You got it in front of you. I got it right here. Yeah. Disney Cruise Line becomes the first to vac to had a, to add a vaccine requirement for kids as young as five years old. And the Harold family has canceled their Disney cruise for. We next, absolutely. We had a wonderful April. Disney yep. cruise planned. Um, good news is we canceled it before we had to make the final <laughs> yeah, install. Yeah, we got our money back. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, and here's my thing with that. Look, look. I'm not going to sit here and say there's no way that I'm going to let Lucy because Ford's three, so two, almost three, so he wouldn't get vaccinated anyway. That's right. Lucy falls into that category. I'm not sitting here saying that there's no way that Lucy's getting vaccinated. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is there's no way Disney is telling me to get my daughter vaccinated because what we're going to do is you, you you've got to go to your pediatrician. This this goes into just what you're talking about how people are, are are getting the data. We are talking to our pediatrician. We have multiple physician friends that we're talking about talking about it with. And I don't th- I, I foresee in the in the in the not too distant future Lucy getting vaccinated. I honestly foresee that. However, I'm going to make damn excuse me darn sure I need that button darn sure <laughs> that it's not going to have more of a detrimental effect on my daughter. 
than not getting the vaccine. I'm going to make sure of that because that's my job as a parent and it's my decision as a parent. And, and the science Disney. isn't on Disney's side. That's the biggest yeah. problem for Disney out of all of this. I mean, if you look at the charts, I'm 65. All the charts say, Bobby, get vaccinated. And, and you did. And I did. And I did. And I'm going to get a booster when I yeah. can. I mean, all the, all the charts say that. As you come down, the deaths and the illnesses even, but the deaths particularly lower. When you get down to to Lucy's and Ford's ages, it's it's minuscule. Yeah. I mean, so it's just it is crazy for them to be requiring this of, of the passengers. And of all the people to require it, Disney really. Yeah. I mean, a, Dis- a a children's cruise is going to put kids through this anyway. But they're not going to put. Our kids, kids through it. Through it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They're definitely so, not because so. we're not going to go. And we're not going to do that I mean, because it's just. It's in. It's absolutely. Well, you're in my not, view, insane. You're not Disney. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to make my parenting decisions, and I'm not going to make my parenting decision because I want to go on a cruise. I mean, that's. The, I'm going to make my parenting decision because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take all the facts into account and make your decision. Disney's not going to tell me to make my decision. Totally Coca-Cola is not going to tell me to make my decision. Uh, Carnival, Carol Insurance isn't going to tell me to make my Carnival decision. Carnival Cruise Lines requires everyone to be vaccinated, but. Grants exceptions for kids under twelve and medical and for medical yeah. reasons. Disney's doing it without medical exemptions and, uh, and absolutely no exemptions for kids under the you age of twelve. You either get the shot they, or are, you don't get to hang out with Mickey there Mouse. Are, there are a very small category of medical exemptions they'll allow to be fair, fair, but it's such a small number it won't be anybody on the yeah. boat. But um, but it, n- they are not making exceptions for kids down to five. And and poor Ford at two years old would have to be swabbed just about daily on the cruise. Can you imagine trying to do that to your two-year-old? Well, I, and I, that, I, I I've, had those, I've had that test four times. Yeah. It hurts like Painful. the Dickens. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine doing that to a kid daily. For, I will say, but great cruise for him. Yeah, I will say, watching my kid children get COVID tested was probably one of the worst things I've ever had to witness in my entire life. I mean, it just—it is an awful, horrible, horrible thing. But all right, we're we're kicking down last couple minutes. Two things I really want to talk about and I want to hit on. Um, we've talked about a lot of crypto last week. Yeah, we did. A lot of crypto. And I just want to say one of the entities that we're in, um, CRO, Crypto.com, you're in it too, right? The, the, this is not an advocacy of crypto, but Trey convinced me to buy some last yeah, week. Yeah. That's not an advocacy. That's not investment advice. <laughs> but you're in it, right? Yes. Let's just be clear. I am. I the am. one we're about to talk At about. the we same are amount both, you are, actually. Yeah, well, I'm a little more. I bought a little more yesterday. But anyway, <laughs> but, but we're in the... But, but we're in it, so we're, we want to be clear. But right. this company, Crypto.com, has just bought the naming rights for the Staples Center. 20-year deal worth $700 million. Now, to me, and I'll tell you additionally, to me, we always talk about when it goes mainstream, it's it's a big deal and, and yada, yada, yada. To me, I will tell you that not only did that make it go mainstream, I was in court yesterday, and a guy who was giving a plea Told the judge asked what you do for a living, and he said he's in crypto. He trades on crypto.com. So it is mainstream. It, it wasn't my client, but it is very, very mainstream. And so, um, you know, it is something you got to pay attention to. Again, we're gonna eventually we're gonna have a real deep dive into this stuff and talk about it. Um, the other thing, on a personal note, that you know, I know we joke about Bibles, bullets, Bitcoin, and bourbon, and all that stuff here. Something. Uh, a Bible portion of that that I really want to bring up. Um, on December 1st, um, uh, Dobbs case is being argued in front of the Supreme Court, which is an abortion case out of Mississippi. Um, pray for those lawyers. 
Absolutely. Pray for those lawyers. Make sure they can they say what they need to say. Pray for the justices that they'll have an open mind and they'll listen to what is said because this is such a crucial case for us as Americans and for the way we are. Um, hate to end on that on that very serious note, but thank you all for listening. We love you. Thank you. This is attorney Trey here. I've been dealing with insurance companies my entire life, whether it's working for them or fighting against them. So if you've been injured in an accident and the insurance company is giving you the runaround, don't delay. Call 636-TREY or you can find us online at attorneyherald.com.